Section seven of a half century of conflict. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A half century of conflict by Francis Parkman. Chapter four, part three. While he was at Montreal, his movements were continually watched, lest he should speak to other prisoners and prevent their conversion. He thinks these precautions were due to the priests, whose constant endeavor it was to turn the captives, or at least the younger and more manageable among them, into Catholics and Canadians. The governor's kindness towards him never failed, though he told him that he should not be set free till the English gave up one Captain Baptiste, a noted sea-rover whom they had captured some time before. He was soon after sent down the river to Quebec, along with the superior of the Jesuits. Here he lodged seven weeks with a member of the council, who treated him kindly, but told him that if he did not avoid intercourse with the other English prisoners, he would be sent far away. He saw much of the Jesuits, who courteously asked him to dine, though he says that one of them afterwards made some Latin verses about him, in which he was likened to a captive wolf. Another Jesuit told him that when the Mission Indians set out on their raid against Deerfield, he charged them to baptize all children before killing them. Such, he said, was his desire for the salvation even of his enemies. To murdering the children after they were baptized, he appears to have made no objection. Williams says that in their dread lest he should prevent the conversion of the other prisoners, the missionaries promised him a pension from the king and free intercourse with his children and neighbors if he would embrace the Catholic faith and remain in Canada, to which he answered that he would do so without reward if he thought their religion was true, but as he believed the contrary, the offer of the whole world would tempt him no more than a blackberry. To prevent him more effectually from perverting the minds of his captive countrymen and fortifying them in their heresy, he was sent to Chateau Rousseur, a little below Quebec, and lodged with the parish priest who was very kind to him. I am persuaded, he writes, that he abhorred their sending down the heathen to commit outrages against the English saying it is more like committing murders than carrying on a war. He was sorely tried by the incessant efforts to convert the prisoners. Sometimes they would tell me my children, sometimes my neighbors, were turned to be of their religion. Some made it their work to allure poor souls by flatteries and great promises. Some threatened some offered abuse to such as refused to go to church and be present at mass and some 
they industriously contrived to get married among them i understand they would tell the english that i was turned that they might gain them to change their religion these their endeavours to seduce to popery were very exercising to me after a time he was permitted to return to quebec where he met an english franciscan who he says had been sent from france to aid in converting the prisoners lest the minister should counteract the efforts of the friar the priests had sent him back to chateau richer but he observes god showed his dislike of such a persecuting spirit for the very next day the seminary a very famous building was most of it burnt down by a joiner letting a coal of fire drop among the shavings the heaviest of all his tribulations now fell upon him his son samuel about sixteen years old had been kept at montreal under the tutelage of father mariel a priest of saint sulpice the boy afterwards declared that he was promised great rewards if he would make the sign of the cross and severe punishment if he would not proving obstinate he was whipped till at last he made the sign after which he was told to go to mass and on his refusal four stout boys of the school were ordered to drag him in williams presently received a letter in samuel's handwriting though dictated as the father believed by his priestly tutors in this was recounted with many edifying particulars the deathbed conversion of two new england women and to the minister's unspeakable grief and horror the messenger who brought the letter himself told him that the boy himself had turned catholic i have heard the news he wrote to his recreant son with the most distressing afflicting sorrowful spirit oh i pity you i mourn over you day and night oh i pity your weakness that through the craftiness of men you are turned from the simplicity of the gospel though his correspondence was strictly watched he managed to convey to the boy a long exposition from his own pen of the infallible truth of calvinistic orthodoxy and the damnable errors of rome this or something else had its effect samuel returned to the creed of his fathers and being at last exchanged went home to deerfield where he was chosen town clerk in seventeen thirteen and where he soon after died williams gives many particulars of the efforts of the priests to convert the prisoners and his account like the rest of his story bears the marks of truth there was a treble motive for conversion it recruited the church weakened the enemy and strengthened canada since few of the converts would peril their souls by returning to their heretic relatives the means of conversion varied they were gentle when gentleness seemed likely to answer the purpose 
little girls and young women were placed in convents where it is safe to assume that they were treated with the most tender kindness by the sisterhood who fully believed that to gain them to the faith was to snatch them from perdition but when they or their brothers proved obdurate different means were used threats of hell were varied by threats of a whipping which according to williams were often put into execution parents were rigorously severed from their families though one lalande who had been sent to watch the elder prisoners reported that they would persist in trying to see their children till some of them were killed in the attempt here writes williams might be a history in itself of the trials and sufferings of many of our children who after separation from grown persons have been made to do as they would have them i mourned when i thought with myself that i had one child with the macaws Kanawagas, a second turned papist and a little child of six years of age in danger to be instructed in popery and knew full well that all endeavours would be used to prevent my seeing or speaking with them he also says that he and others were told that if they would turn catholic their children should be restored to them and among other devices some of his parishioners were assured that their pastor himself had seen the error of his ways and bowed in submission to holy church in midwinter not quite a year after their capture the prisoners were visited by a gleam of hope john sheldon accompanied by young john wells of deerfield and captain livingston of albany came to montreal with letters from governor dudley proposing an exchange sheldon's wife and infant child his brother-in-law and his son-in-law had been killed four of his children with his daughter-in-law hannah the same who had sprained her ankle in leaping from her chamber window besides others of his near relatives and connections were prisoners in canada and so also was the mother of young wells in the last december sheldon and wells had gone to boston and begged to be sent as envoys to the french governor the petition was readily granted and Livingston, who chanced to be in town, was engaged to accompany them. After a snowshoe journey of extreme hardship, they reached their destination and were received with courtesy by Vaudreuil. But difficulties arose. The French, and above all the clergy, were unwilling to part with captives, many of whom they hoped to transform into canadians by conversion and adoption many also were in the hands of the indians who demanded payment for them which dudley had always refused declaring that he would not set up an algiers trade by buying them from their pretended owners and he wrote to vaudreuil that for his own part he would never permit a savage to tell him that any christian prisoner was at his disposal vaudreuil had insisted that his indians could not be compelled to give up their captives 
since they were not subjects of france but only allies which so far as concerned the mission indians within the colony was but a pretext it is true however that the french authorities were in such fear of offending even these that they rarely ventured to cross their interests or their passions other difficulties were raised and though the envoys remained in canada till late in spring they accomplished little at last probably to get rid of their importunities five prisoners were given up to them sheldon's daughter-in-law hannah esther williams eldest daughter of the minister a certain ebenezer carter and two others unknown with these sheldon and his companions set out in may on their return and soon after they were gone four young men baker nims kellogg and petty desperate at being left in captivity made their escape from montreal and reached deerfield before the end of june half dead with hunger sheldon and his party were escorted homeward by eight soldiers under courtemanche an officer of distinction whose orders were to make himself acquainted with the country he fell ill at boston where he was treated with much kindness and on his recovery was sent home by sea along with captain vetch and samuel hill charged to open a fresh negotiation with these at the request of courtemanche went young william dudley son of the governor they were received at quebec with a courtesy qualified by extreme caution lest they should spy out the secrets of the land the mission was not very successful though the elder dudley had now a good number of french prisoners in his hands captured in acadia or on the adjacent seas a few only of the english were released including the boy stephen williams whom vaudreuil had bought for forty crowns from his indian master in the following winter john sheldon made another journey on foot to canada with larger powers than before he arrived in march seventeen o six and returned with forty-four of his released countrymen who says williams were chiefly adults permitted to go because there was no hope of converting them the english governor had by this time seen the necessity of greater concessions and had even consented to release the noted captain baptiste whom the boston merchants regarded as a pirate in the same summer samuel appleton and john bonner in the brigantine hope brought a considerable number of french prisoners to quebec and returned to boston at the end of october with fifty-seven english of all ages for three at least of this number money was paid by the english probably on account of prisoners brought by frenchmen from the indians the minister williams was exchanged for baptiste the so-called pirate and two of his children were also redeemed though the cornawagas or their missionaries refused to part with his daughter eunice williams says that the priests made great effort to induce the prisoners to remain in canada 
tempting some with the prospect of pensions from the king and frightening others with promises of damnation joined with predictions of shipwreck on the way home he thinks that about one hundred were left in canada many of whom were children in the hands of the indians who could easily hide them in the woods and who were known in some cases to have done so seven more were redeemed in the following year by the indefatigable sheldon on a third visit to canada the exchanged prisoners had been captured at various times and places those from deerfield amounted in all to about sixty or a little more than half the whole number carried off most of the others were dead or converted some married canadians and others their fellow captives the history of some of them can be traced with certainty thus thomas french blacksmith and town clerk of deerfield and deacon of the church was captured with his wife and six children his wife and infant child were killed on the way to canada he and his two eldest children were exchanged and brought home his daughter freedom was converted baptized under the name of marie francoise and married to jean d'aulnay a canadian his daughter martha was baptized as marguerite and married to jacques roy on whose death she married jean louis menard by whom she became ancestress of joseph plessis eleventh bishop of quebec elizabeth corse eight years old when captured was baptized under her own name and married to jean du montel abigail stebbins baptized as marguerite lived many years at boucherville wife of jacques de noyon a sergeant in the colony troops the widow sarah hurst whose youngest child benjamin had been murdered on the deerfield meadows was baptized as marie jean joanna kellogg eleven years old when taken married a conawaga chief and became at all points an indian squaw she was not alone in this strange transformation eunice williams the namesake of her slaughtered mother remained in the wigwams of the Conawagas, forgot, as we have seen, her English and her catechism, was baptized and in due time married an Indian of the tribe, who thenceforth called himself Williams. Thus her hybrid children bore her family name. Her father, who returned to his parish at Deerfield, and her brother Stephen, who became a minister like his parent, never ceased to pray for her return to her country and her faith. Many years after, in 1740, she came with her husband to visit her relatives in Deerfield, dressed as a squaw and wrapped in an Indian blanket. Nothing would induce her to stay, though she was persuaded on one occasion to put on a civilized dress and go to church, after which she impatiently discarded her gown and resumed her blanket. As she was kindly treated by her relatives, and as no attempt was made to detain her against her will, she came again in the next year, bringing two of her half-breed children, 
and twice afterwards repeated the visit she and her husband were offered a tract of land if they would settle in new england but she positively refused saying that it would endanger her soul she lived to a great age a squaw to the last one of her grandsons eleazar williams turned protestant was educated at dartmouth college at the charge of friends in new england and was for a time missionary to the indians of green bay in wisconsin his character for veracity was not of the best he deceived the excellent antiquarian hoyt by various inventions touching the attack on deerfield and in the latter part of his life tried to pass himself off as the lost dauphin son of louis the sixteenth here it may be observed that the descendants of young captives brought into canada by the mission indians during the various wars with the english colonies became a considerable element in the canadian population perhaps the most prominent example is that of the gill family in june sixteen ninety seven a boy named samuel gill then in his tenth year was captured by the abenakis at salisbury in massachusetts carried to st francis and converted some years later he married a young english girl said to have been named james and to have been captured at kennebunk in eighteen sixty six the late abbe marolt missionary at st francis computed their descendants at nine hundred and fifty two in whose veins french english and abenaki blood were mixed in every conceivable proportion he gives the tables of genealogy in full and says that two hundred and thirteen of this prolific race still bear the surname of gill if concludes the worthy priest one should trace out all the english families brought into canada by the abenakis one would be astonished at the number of persons who to-day are indebted to these savages for the blessing of being catholics and the advantage of being canadians an advantage for which french canadians are so ungrateful that they migrate to the united states by myriads End of section 7